Lord, say it uh, with the right spirit, the right attitude, the right heart. God, that my words would be chosen wisely, that my spirit and my demeanor, God, would be right. God, that you would uh, anoint me afresh and anew, Lord God, to preach thy holy word. I'll love you and I'll thank you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen, you can be seated, thank you. I want to mind the Lord tonight, or this morning, and uh, I may not preach, I may preach, I've got two verses on my heart, I had several thoughts I was going to preach this morning, or several different thoughts I could, and and was in 1 John all morning in my studies, asking the Lord to help me, but I'm inclined to be in uh, Jeremiah chapter 1. And 1 Peter, or 2 Peter chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1, 2 Peter chapter 1. And uh, I want you to uh, get help. God knows my heart, I do. Um, I, I, I can't take you all the way through church history. This morning I don't have the time to do so, but I can let you know throughout church history one thing has remained the same among others, but one thing that's remained the same is people are people. Same kind of people that were in the New Testament early church, the same kind of people that are in the 2017-21st century church. Uh, the devil is still the same devil. Uh, thank God Jesus is still the same Jesus. He changes not. Uh, in the Old Testament, people were people. I read oftentimes in the Old Testament, I think, my goodness, it sounds like modern day America. Uh, when you read Old Testament stories of how they would not repent, would not get right, traded this in for that, traded in sin for whatever the case may be. I find there in the scripture it looks just exactly like America. Or maybe sometimes it looks just about exactly like Independent Baptist Church on Sunday morning. And I find these things as I read that people have always been people. So that means that me and you, you and I, are no different than any of them before. Means, number one, thank God, same thing that God was able to do, miraculous events through man, because he's God, is still possible today. God still saves sinners. God still provides the necessary needs of our life. And God is still working in the lives and lives of men and women, boys and girls, saying God he can do great things, but the same sense is the way men behaved is still the way that men behave today. Adam and Eve, very first humankind, uh, sold out all of mankind for sin, and man's still doing it today. That's why a father will sell his family out for sin. Why a mother will sell her family out for sin. That's why children will sell their own selves out for sin because man has always been the same. As a matter of fact, man will die the same except he be saved. And that's why man's always been a feelings-based individual and outside of faith in Christ, everything 
man does is based on feelings. There's many people that could have, would have, should have thought about coming to church this morning and the simple explanation that they would give if they were truthful would be this, not that their dog got run over, not that they overslept. I guarantee you, most time you hear the alarm clock, you choose to snooze, the, uh, hit the snooze button and go oversleep and don't come to church. And it's not that they had a flat tire, though those things may be from time to time. The truth of the matter is, is that people don't come because they don't feel like coming to church. It's feelings. Well, I didn't feel like going. Uh, it amazes me that never do they not feel like going to work on Monday. Because going to work on Monday provides an end uh, and uh, it is a means to an end and that end is a paycheck on Friday and they must go to work on Monday because they must get what they need on Friday and they've got the only way they can do that is to get their hours in. If somebody can figure out a way to stay home and get paid, we'd all be doing it. Somebody say amen right there. But they get up and they go to work on Monday because it is a means looking for an end and they are looking for this end and it's called a paycheck and they believe that if I can get that paycheck, it'll help my life at least go on another week. Uh, as so many people live week to week, paycheck to paycheck and I gotta get that paycheck and go into the next week and so that's their mentality and yet they don't feel that mentality about church because of what exactly am I missing if I miss church and they don't realize that church is a means to an end and that that end is that you be what God wants you to be and your life is lived for the glory of God and not only is it giving God glory not only is it giving God what he's deserving of but it is rescuing you and your family from the perils and dangers of sin in your life and sin will ruin your life. I'm gonna tell you something this morning. If you make little of church, don't be surprised when your family makes little of church and when your family makes little of church, don't be upset that they didn't put any more stock in it when they're living in sin and their lives are ruined because you never felt it was an end worth going through the means to have. So we do things based on feelings and we don't feel like going to work but we certainly go to work because it is a means to an end. And uh, we don't feel like... Uh, 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 we don't feel like getting up on Monday morning, but we will, and we do, and you will, and we don't feel like doing the things that we do, but we do what we do outside of feelings because we are getting something back, and that's how we operate. We want something back, and there ain't very few people gonna do something for nothing in the day and time that we're living in. And on one side, I can't blame them, but on the other side, it won't hurt you to do something for nothing every now and then and just say, did it for God and for His glory. But it's amazing that we see that the, what we can hold, what we can see is the something we're looking for, but those things that are most needed most of the time are neglected. 
You can see that paycheck and you want that paycheck and so you get that paycheck and you'll do whatever it takes to get that paycheck. But what you can't see is the spiritual work that God's wanting to do in your life and in your family's life and that will rescue you and generations to come but you can't see that so therefore you don't endeavor to go after that because it's something you cannot see. I promise you, see it or not, one day you will see the effects of a life lived in sin versus a life lived for the sake. So I said all that to say this, we operate off of feelings and then we do decide to come to church, we bring those feelings with us. We walk in the door and our first feelings are it's morning time and I don't like morning time and I don't want anybody to talk to me when I come in these doors and when I come in the doors, I've got a chip on my shoulder and we live in and man is always, I'm talking about feelings, I'm gonna get to my text here in just a minute uh, that the Lord gave me just sitting right there just a minute ago and I'm not gonna try to blast nobody out but I'm gonna try to pastor for a minute and hope you can get some help and hope I can get some help. We walk in these doors and our automatically everything that we're doing is based on feelings and so we walk in and we say boy I hope this is a good one today I hope it's not too long because I don't feel like being here too long and I hope they don't preach too long and I hope they don't sing too long and I hope it don't get too loud because I just don't feel in the mood uh, for that this morning and, and, uh, and everything that you're saying is based on feelings and then we sit there and say boy I wish the choir uh, would entertain me and I, I feel like and everything is for our feelings we want our feelings to be stirred we want our feelings to be excited we want the choir to stir our feelings and sometimes we sit as if we are a, uh, a, 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 a participant in a crowd at a concert saying entertain me if you can try your best the choir gets done doing all they can do and the special singers do all they can do and the we sit there and try to stir up some kind of emotion as to why we're glad that we're here, but we can't find none, so we either fake cry or we strain our face to look as if we're really, and you look, I don't want to say what you look like, but, but we're trying to stir up some kind of feeling because we're supposed to have some kind of feeling. We're supposed to feel something and maybe we'll go to the altar and we'll, we'll pray, God, why don't I feel anything? And, and all the while, we're sitting there and I'm not going to amen if I don't feel like it and I'm not going to give God glory if I don't feel like it and I'm not going to fix my face if I don't feel like it and I'm not going to do anything but I'm going to go to the altar at least to see if maybe God's even talking to me today. And all the while, we go through the motions of a service looking for some kind of feeling we don't find. Sunday night rolls around and the majority of folks say, well, I don't feel like coming back. I got all I needed this morning. I mean, my goodness, it was struggling enough just to get through the hour and a half church service this morning. Why would I go back and do it to myself again? And preacher would get up and exhort Scream till he's red in the face, until his redness turns to blue. He'll do everything he can to stir you and excite you and encourage you and help you. And the truth of the matter is, is he'd be better off uh, to stir up most Baptists. He'd be better off. Uh, I don't know what he'd be better off doing, but doing something else besides. Besides trying to stir up Baptists. 
Boy, I, I can tell right now this ain't going to go. Uh, I can tell right now if, 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 if there wasn't nothing going to go well, this ain't going to go well. But I'm telling you, I'm minding the Lord and uh, it needs to be heard. I, I'm not entertaining entertainment preacher anyhow. So we come in and we're looking for this and we're listening for this and we're just not finding it. That's why the contemporary church is so uh, uh, prosperous in our day because it substitutes the power of God for a feeling and people's just looking for a feeling. If you can give me a feeling enough to tap my foot, make me feel good about my situation and myself and where I am and what I'm going through and then let me go and never make me feel bad about my sin, never make me, never make me remorseful or repentant over my sin, never make me come under conviction of my sin. That's what I'm looking for. And that's why so many folks day in, day out, and let me say that, if that is what you're looking for, you've come to the wrong place. That's not what we offer. We offer preaching and praying and praising God. We offer giving God glory. We offer the, the, the presence of God. But when God shows up, He's not interested in giving you a, a tickly feeling. He's interested in convicting you of your sin and changing your life and you giving Him glory, honor, and praise. I told you it was going to be in Jeremiah and 2 Peter. I don't know how any better way to say this than just to read the scripture to you. Jeremiah chapter number one. God's talking to Jeremiah and he said, Jeremiah, you go preach to him. Jeremiah said, I'm just a kid, Lord. And he said, I didn't ask you what you were, who you are. I said, go preach to him. And he goes and, pre- and he said in verse 8, Be not afraid of their faces. Isn't that interesting? God said to Jeremiah, You go preach and don't be afraid of their faces. I, 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 I read that before and I thought, Well, why would they be afraid of their faces? <clears throat> I'm going to finish this thought. I'm going to finish it. Why would you be afraid of their faces, Jeremiah? Because apparently people then are like people today. I have never in my life, 16 years, been, no, uh, how many years I've been preaching, I tell you? I was 16 when I started preaching, 14 years. 14, 15 years of preaching, seeing a more uninterested generation than the one I'm preaching to right now. Now, I'm not saying everybody in Crossroads Baptist Church is uninterested. I'm not saying all of you came in here looking for a feeling because there's some of you, I mean, you're jam up, solid gold Christians that I enjoy walking this life with. But for, for the Lord, I enjoy living for God with you. I enjoy praising God with you. I enjoy serving God with you. I'm not, but I'm talking about our generation as a whole. I have never in 14, 15 years of preaching preached to a more uh, uninterested generation than the generation I'm, I go in churches week in week out places I go into gas stations I go places tell somebody about Jesus or tell somebody about the church and their face lets you know that they are uninterested
question. As a matter of fact, it is even in the church. I want you to understand some, some mornings I sit right here in my pew and I can't even look. God, help me this morning. If you take this the wrong way, it's between you and God. But I can't even hardly look out of my left eye at the congregation because the choir is singing in the power of God and in the glory of God. And if I look out this way, it looks sometimes as if everybody said, I wish they'd shut up and sit down and let us go. You say, preacher, that's not my heart. Thank God for you. But it is in the heart of man uh, and it is in the heart of men and women who go here. And sometimes I look up in the choir and I say, why in the world are you even in there singing this morning? Uh, You say, preacher, you shouldn't preach like this. I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to help you. But listen to me. If you go sing in the choir, it ought to be on your face. You're glad to be there. I'm not talking about a phony fake smile. I'm talking about uh, don't look miserable if you're in the choir. If you're a participant and you are a participant whether you realize it or not that is seated in the pew listening to the choir it ought not be written on your face that you don't like so and so. It ought not. Listen, if somebody misses a note you ought to just smile for the glory of God and say it wasn't for me anyhow. It was for Jesus. If somebody misses a tune if somebody if somebody's not worked up you don't have to put on a show just do something by faith. Boys, I should, I'm going to tell, tell you something and you can take it. I should never have to preach without you men's support while I'm preaching. I, the men in this church, not just boys, I should never have to preach when there isn't a corral of men sagging me on and saying, that's right, preacher. You preach the truth. I don't care if it's the worst day of your life. I don't care how bad you feel. I, I, I mean, I understand you get sick. I understand. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about we ought not come in the house of God and the preacher have to look over everybody's eyeballs because he can't look in nobody's face because if he looks at somebody's face, he's either mad or he's discouraged or he's deflated. I'm going to tell you something. I've seen some faces in 15 years of preaching that will deflate every ounce of joy that crawled up in me on Sunday morning when I got up out of the bed. By the time I run into seven or eight folks before I get behind the pulpit, by the time the choir sings by the time the service is ready for preaching I'm as empty and deflated I didn't wake up that way but honey faces will deflate you that's why God said Jeremiah don't you even look at them should not be that way in the New Testament independent Baptist church we all know the ones that's looking to harm and hurt and be mean but we also know that's not everybody's mentality. Maybe you had a bad day. Maybe you're tired. I don't know. But you all every now and then learn to shout on credit. You all every now and then learn to say, "Boy, I'm tell you what, I don't feel good." But if I was, I wish I could let every church member stand up here and preach. About even the women folk, I, we ain't gonna do it, but I wish I could. I wish I could let some women folk up here too, and stand up here and preach to a congregation. Folks looking at them like sometimes folks look at me. Ain't it amazing, brother Seth? When you get on the other side, ain't it amazing when you get on the other side? And, and Jeremiah, God said, Jeremiah, don't look at their faces. 
He's not talking about just lost people. I can understand that, Jeffrey. Why he would say don't look at lost people's faces because lost people don't understand what you're doing. But he's not just preaching to the lost. He's preaching to the house of Israel. He's preaching to the house of God. And he said don't look at their faces. Why in the world would they be in the house of God and you couldn't look at their faces? Well, some of them's got mad faces. They was mad before they got here. I've figured one thing out. It ain't me folks are mad at. And they may act like they are, think they are, even say they are, but it ain't me that they're mad at. It, it ain't me. I, I had to figure that out because I used to take stuff personal. And one day I finally figured out it, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's not me that they're fighting. It's not me they're mad at. They're mad at God. They're mad at, they're mad at the things of God. They're mad at the ways of God. They're mad at the power. Ain't it amazing folks get to praising God and somebody will get mad about it? I, I never have figured out. I'm talking about folks who get praising God and somebody will get mad and leave because somebody said, well, glory to God. I ain't never figured that out. I don't know that I ever will. Will be able to, but honey, there's something matter. But it ain't me. But they're mad at me. Sir, it ain't your wife you're mad at on Sunday morning. Ain't that amazing how that's the best fighting day of the week, ain't it? You're going to get in a fight, it'll be on Sunday morning. Huh? You're going to get in a knockdown drag out. I ain't talking about a little spat. I'm talking about if you're going to get in a knockdown drag out, you won't do it on Saturday morning. You'll do it on Sunday morning. If your kids are going to misbehave, they may do it every day of the week, but not like they do on Sunday morning. If you're going to wake up in bad mood, you'll make it wake up. It'll be a Sunday morning. Oh, he said, Jeremiah, don't look at their faces. Preacher ought not have to beg for amens. He ought not have to... That's why preachers come up with the goofiest stuff. I'm not Hulk Hogan. I just want to know somebody agrees with me. You say, preacher, I wish you'd preach the Bible. I'm preaching the Bible. He said, Jeremiah, don't look at their faces. Why in the world did God's man have to not look at God's people's faces? It puzzled me then. It puzzles me now. Honey, I don't want to be the kind of Christian that the preacher can't look at while he's preaching. Because they're mad or because their feelings are hurt. Some folks get a mad face. Some folks get a pouty face. That's the best one I got. I said, oh, God, help me. I done hurt their feelings again. It don't take much. And they want you to know it. I'm preaching to my church this morning. I love everyone. If I didn't, I wouldn't be this honest. If I didn't love you, I wouldn't be this honest. I'd say, oh, y'all are as good as gold and throw them high. We're going to heaven. Praise God for you. Hallelujah. Let's have a good service and go home and eat some chicken. I'm interested in you being a Christian. I'm interested in you living for God. I'm interested in you having joy unspeakable and full of glory. And uh, thank God, Jeremiah, God said, don't look at their faces because some of them be mad. Some of them will be pouting. Mom will get a sarcastic look like, hmm. He thinks he knows, huh? Who does he think he is? Some of them will look like grandma just moved in and she ain't moved, or mother-in-law just moved in and she ain't moving out. 
You know that look. Mother-in-law moved in and she ain't going nowhere and they look like the world has come upside down and God said, Jeremiah, don't look at their faces. Well, I just ain't feeling like this is going to be a good service. Well, I just don't feel like praising God. I always enjoy the folks that read their Bible the whole time I'm preaching I appreciate you being able to catch up on your Bible reading this week. They won't look up. I say, look here at me while I'm praying. Hey, listen to me. Look up here at me while I'm Can't even see that close. And I probably, God knows my heart, I ain't trying to hurt nobody or offend nobody, but if I can help you, I'll help you. I'm trying to tell you something this morning. Your face has, says a lot about who you are and where you are. Your face tells a lot about what's going on in your life. And when a preacher looks out there, he said, my goodness, half a crowd there, they're mad. Half a crowd there, upset. Half the crowd there, they're, 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 they're not coming back. Half the crowd. And before he ever gets to preaching, he's deflated because he's, he's worried about the crowd that God called him to pastor. If he's got a backbone, he's not worried about them or he is God. But if he's a real preacher he's still concerned about them I got a backbone brother Chris if I'm going to offend anybody I'll offend anybody in here before the Holy Ghost but I've also got a heart and that heart loves the people of God and I don't want to offend nobody I don't want to hurt nobody I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings but thank God tonight or this morning there's some folks no matter how they feel they won't let it be known on their face in church I'm not telling you, you can't just be you. Say, how you doing, preacher? Well, it's been rough, brother, but God's helping me. I get that. And I also ought to find me every opportunity I can in the middle of that and say, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. They saying, I've not always been faithful. I said, oh, me. I ain't always. But he has... Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, he has. He's always been faithful. I've not always been graceful, but he has. I've not always been strong, but he has. I've failed the test to sin, but he passed. He passed. And it don't matter how I feel. Only what matters is how I face. And when I feel as low down as an ant, I thank God he's still on the throne. He's still God. He's still worthy of my spirit. An attitude being right. I'm not talking about the goofy southern gospel singers that smile the whole time. I don't know how they sing it. Like, quit, man. You're killing me. Just be normal. I'm not talking about Joel Osteen. I can't even say his whole name smiling like this. He can. (laughs) 
Does this even look like a smile? That's miserable. I'm not talking about fake. I'm talking about you got something living inside you called, you got not something, I shouldn't have said that, that's wrong, that's wrong mentality. You got someone living inside you called the Holy Spirit. He's a person and he's living inside you. And you got something inside you that's called joy, unspeakable and full of glory. Why does faces get like that? Of church people, God's people. First Peter, Second Peter. I'm telling you, it's just as well as I was sitting there, God told me, you go over and show them this. But if these things be, well, let's just back up verse 6. Verse 5. Beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, and virtue, knowledge, and knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, and patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind, cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. Said that a man that don't have virtue and patience and temperance and kindness, brotherly kindness, charity, got no joy. Said why? He forgot. He was purged from his old sin. He forgot what God did for him. He forgot where God brought him from. If you come to church week in and week out, <clears throat> I'm pastoring this morning. Your face shows your discontentment and your disgruntled attitude. <clears throat> or your emptiness. It may be that you're not disgruntled, you're not upset, you're just empty. <clears throat> they saying, I think I'll go with God and you say, I think I'll go eat. You're either lost or you're, you have forgotten where he got you, where he found you. Boys, I'm going to tell you something. There'll be some days when you're not going to feel like a Christian. But on them days, he deserves your praise whether you feel like it or not. Hey, some days you may feel tired, but he deserves you praise and give him glory whether you feel like it. Man's flesh is never like praise. That's why he won't offer it. I'll be honest with you, there's times I've walked in this church as a preacher. Maybe something happened before I get there. And I say, I just feel like going home. There's been times I just about got up there and said, bow your head, close your eyes, we're going to pray, I'm going to dismiss because I didn't feel like looking at anybody. It ought not be that way. 
with me or with you? You say this ain't Sunday morning preaching, this is God's house preaching. Don't look at their faces, Jeremiah. Why? Because I got a message for you. And I don't want you to get sidetracked. And I don't want you to get scared. Don't look at their faces. If you can't stay awake on Sunday mornings, you'll go to bed a little earlier on Saturday nights. It's God's day. It's not the preacher's day. It's not your day. It's his day. It's his day. I'm just being honest with you. It's not my day. Well, I, that preacher was born this morning. That's okay. I may be born next Sunday morning too. And the next and the next. And let me say this to you. You hear me week in and week out and you get used to hearing me. But boy, it sure is encouraging when you help me. Sometimes I have to go off and preach other places just to remind myself I'm still a preacher. I ought not be that way. It's that way. I bring in Brother John Dorsey. and it's, it's, That's wonderful. And, 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 and you, he's not what you hear all the time and you'll hear him. You hear my voice, it's like, it's like, a, it's like a family member. You hear my voice all the time, you can drown my voice out. And sometimes I live here thinking, Lord, if I had papers, I'd give them back to you. I I I ought to quit. I can't even get my young preachers stirred up sometimes. I'm just being honest. And if I can't get y'all stirred up, ain't nobody else I'm going to be able to hardly get stirred up. It ain't your job to stir. It is my job to stir up. I'll go preach off somewhere and they'll say, boy, that's the best preacher I ain't ever done like it. Praise God. I'll say, Lord, thank you. I'm still a preacher. I thought I wasn't no more. Their faces. Because they've forgotten. Now, I'm done. Some of you are mad, probably, maybe. I don't know. But I don't want you to forget. What God has done for you in saving you. Some of you, they used to be at time, come on to the piano. There's a tear in your eye when they'd sing Amazing Grace. And it don't matter anymore. It's a, what you got for me? Give me your best shot. Entertain me. Entertain me. Go ahead and play. Entertain me. I told you a minute ago, if God let me pastor here the rest of my life, I will. And all my life, I'm going to try to stir you up and give God glory. I can't make you do it. Sometimes I look out the congregation and as the pastor, and and I'm the leader spiritual leader in your life whether you like it or not whether you believe it or not that's the truth and I look out at the congregation as a pastor and know that I'm responsible I have a responsibility say oh brother so and so they ain't they ain't come to the altar in a year 
Old sister so-and-so used to weep. She looks like she don't even want to be here. Young man, young woman, boy, they used to be on fire now. They're just empty. I can't even get amen out of them. Not even, it's, I'm not looking for me and amen. It's for the Lord. They used to come faithful. They don't anymore. They used to come Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. And now I can barely see them on Sunday mornings. I'm not being judgmental or harsh or mean about it. I'm sitting there thinking, God, I sure don't want to see them get out. I sure don't want to see them quit. They used to be on fire. Have they forgotten? And when I get looking at faces, I'll be more depressed by the time it's time for me to preach. I sometimes I look at faces and I just want to go lay down and cry. And say, God, I don't know what happened, but they used to not be this empty. They used to not be this empty. Have I failed? And then again, I can't take the blame because it's not for me to take the blame. I've preached and I've done the best I can. They're empty. They're void of joy. Their face tells it. In the choir, in the pew, they're empty. They forgot. They forgot. I don't know how I need to give invitation except... If you've forgotten, your face will tell. Say, why don't you ask God? Hey, sometimes I forget what He brought me from. Boys, you ain't got to cry every service. You ain't got to go to the altar every service. It ain't got to be swinging from the chandeliers every service to be a good. I think there's people that think that I think that. If we're not swinging from chandeliers, we're not having church. That's not what I think. But just because we're not swinging from chandeliers don't mean we sit there unresponsive to preaching and to singing. Just because the song ain't, I'm not going to hell, don't mean we can't say amen, don't mean we can't be joy in our soul, don't mean we can't be glad to be here. If your life consists of what song you're on, you're going to have a rough time. If a song, listen, songs help us, songs exhort us, edify us, but if a song has to rescue you every Sunday or you're getting out, you don't have much of a hope. It's not the songs, it's the scriptures, the power of God. I can tell you God's brought us a long way. If I used to preach a message like this to a church, they wouldn't nobody show up tonight. And they may not be nobody show up tonight. I don't know. But I've got some young men, some young ladies that I'm their pastor and they'll let me be honest with them. Lots of people won't let me be honest with them. They get mad. Lots of people don't want me to be honest with their children. But there's some people say, preacher, be honest with us and be honest with our children. Tell us the truth. Tell our children the truth. We trust you. 
Let's stand this morning. I so want to preach on First John, chapter one.